Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, we're on this Lenten journey, looking at Lent from the perspective of new beginnings. I'm not talking about going back to the very beginning of things because sometimes we can't do that. But new beginnings is starting from the place where we are. Can I ask you this question? Have you ever done something that you knew was wrong? Have you ever, well, committed sin and you knew exactly what you were doing? It was thought about and it was deliberate. Have you ever found yourself getting into places where you stopped and you go, I've allowed things to occur in my life that I shouldn't have allowed to occur. And to be honest with you, some of those things are wrong. They're habits, they're even addictions that I've fallen into. And I meet sometimes people who stop and go, well, I'm doing things that I know I'm not meant to do. And I meet people who stop and say, well, I don't know that God could forgive me because I've allowed my life, my circumstances, I do things, I think things. I'm not sure God could forgive. I'm not like other people. I've often heard people think that. And sometimes in many of our lives, we think to ourselves, could God forgive those things in our life? Uh, well, let me explain it this way. Rosemary and I have 10 grandchildren. We have five children and 10 grandchildren. And uh, our daughter, Melissa, and her husband, S Scott, have four daughters. And from time to time, they come over for a sleepover at our house, particularly in holidays. And we have lots of fun. And uh, anyway, when Melissa was dropping off her four daughters, our four granddaughters, she said to us of one of the, the granddaughters, she said she still has occasionally some accidents uh, at night in bed. She, she wets her bed. And Melissa gave us this plastic sheet to put under her sheet in her bed. And she said, just before she goes to bed, just put the plastic sheet under there. It will protect the mattress. Well, this was not something Rosemary and I even gave a lot of thought to. See, we had five children. We have dealt with many wet beds through the years when our children were little. Well, anyway, sure enough, they all go off to bed. And uh, in the morning, I got up very early and I was sitting in my study. And our oldest granddaughter came in and said to us and, and said to me um, that sure enough, this granddaughter that occasionally wets her bed had wet her bed. And she was very upset because she thought she would be in trouble. Well, I got up and I went out of the study, but I didn't have to go very far because there was our little granddaughter who had wet her bed and she was sobbing. She was sobbing, not just crying, but <gasps> sobbing to that point where she was feeling breathless. And I, <clears throat> and I, uh, uh, I, I bent down and I gave her a hug and I said, oh, it's, it's okay. Let's go, let's go get cleaned up. And I took her into the bathroom and, and I put her in the shower. And when she was in the shower, I went out and I got all the sheets together and the plastic sheet. And sure enough, the mattress hadn't been wet or anything. It was exactly a, as our daughter Melissa had said, if you do this, it'll all be good. And as we had done in the past and cleaned it all up and it was good. And then when I came back, uh, my granddaughter who had been sobbing, I walked in into the shower to get her and she was now laughing. And I said, what are you laughing at? And well, she had very, she's got quite long hair. And, and, uh, and, and so I had put her hair up because I didn't want it to get wet when she was having a shower. And I had put one clip in and it had fallen out and then another clip and it had fallen out. 
and 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 in the end, I put so many clips in the hair to try and keep it up. I see I'm not very good with long hair. I'm a bit hair challenged personally, but but I was, and so and so I, and she just thought it was hilarious when she saw herself in the mirror, and I gave her a hug and I you know I said it's all good, and and we just laughed about it and 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 then we went on and into the day, never giving a thought, never being brought up, never being never saying to her you wet your bed, not at any time. I want to know something. When we do wrong, whether it's deliberate or circumstances take us down a path and all of a sudden we have, through addictions or habits, done things that are wrong, do you know that God is never surprised? God never goes, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't expect that. That's not God. God is never, ever like that. It doesn't matter how serious, how grave what we have done, God is never surprised by our sin. God is never surprised by our thoughts, which aren't thoughts maybe we should have. God is never surprised. He's never surprised. God knows us. When, that when I made that discovery, that was one of the most freeing things in my relationship with God. It didn't free me to do wrong, but it freed me to understand what love was. We didn't come back to our granddaughter later in that day or on any day since and have ever said to her, you wet your bed. Look at the effort you put us to. Not once, not once. We knew, as has been the case with our own children who at various times grew up and wet their beds sometimes and some longer and way longer than others, that it's a developmental thing and they'll go through it. We understood because we knew who they were and we loved them. That's how God sees us. And so today, if you think to yourself, there are things in my life that God couldn't forgive. Can I just say this with respect? You're wrong. God can forgive everything. What God is looking for is a heart that says, forgive me. What God is looking for is a heart that says, I'm going to try better. God is not looking for a heart that's perfect because none of us are perfect. So many of us fall down. And so new beginnings is, is coming to that place of saying, yes, I've done what I shouldn't have done. God, I'm sorry. God, I'm trapped in a habit that leads me in a direction I shouldn't go. And I can't even break the habit. And I know I will do what I shouldn't again, but I'm gonna try, I'm gonna do the things I have to do to change that habit, to even change that addiction. And God knows and God smiles at us. Have a look at this in Psalm 139. It says this, O Lord, you search me. You have searched me and have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and acquainted in all things. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. God knows you. So there's nothing that you can do that is a surprise to him. Nothing at all. Well, as we conclude today, I want to ask you today whether I could ask you if you would help me. The world is desperate for Jesus. The world is desperate for God. For God is the hope of the world. And today there are so many people falling away from God and church. There are so many people who in some ways find themselves in trouble. So many people who need faith. And we need to proclaim faith. That's what this ministry is about. 
Our daily devotionals are about helping people grow in their relationship with God. People being able to take the knowledge they have about God and to live that knowledge in their life. And the only reason that I'm able to stand here today, and I stand here with a whole team of people who edit these, send them out, who look after it, the whole people, I can't do this. I mean, I can't even operate the cameras that are here or the lights that surround me. I don't know how to do any of that. I have people who know who, who do that and work with me and who feel called to it. And then it goes all over the world and it touches people's lives. The gospel is the hope of the world. I want to ask you today, would you help me reach people for Jesus? Would you help me bring people to the church to faith? I can't do it without you. The only reason I'm standing here today is because other people have made it possible for me to be here. And so I want to ask you today, would you consider financially supporting us right now? And would you contribute so that we can share this message with others? I would be greatly humbled. The truth is I can't do this without your help. I can't be here without it. I have no other income but this. The money doesn't come to me. It goes to the ministry and then gets distributed to all of the various places that it goes. So would you please go to either to the Give tab, and if you're watching through the email, there's a, there's a Give tab underneath the, vi the video, if you're watching on a phone or to the side on the computer, or go to this address. And would you please join me in making it possible that we can tell the world about Jesus and that they would come to a knowledge of Him and a love of Him and know His love for them. Loving Father, we thank you today that, Lord God, the, the, the gospel is the hope of the world. Lord God, I pray that we can continue to do this because I can't do it without help. And Lord, I pray that people would come to a deeper knowledge of you, that people would know that they are forgiven, that you don't remember, Lord God, <laughs> their faults, that you seek to forgive because your love is so incredible and infinite. Lord God, I just pray today that we could share the gospel with more and that we would know your love in our life. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus through the power of your Holy Spirit, amen. Hey, God bless you all, everybody. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for helping me share the gospel. I'm so grateful and I'll see you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God's never far from you.